Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 100 of Embrace the Suck. I'm going to be honest, I'm probably going to change the name now that we hit 100. Thinking about calling it Outbrief. Uh, I don't know. Let me know what you think in the comments. Let me know what you guys think in any of my social media. Make sure that you guys follow me on Spotify. Make sure that you follow me on Apple Podcasts. Make sure that you follow me on YouTube. Make sure that you follow me anywhere that you are currently listening at this moment. And also, take a moment to leave a review. And as well, please understand that right now at this moment, I am driving into work. I have my AirPods in, so it may have a little bit of garbled sound. If it does, I probably won't drop this, and you'll probably never hear it. So we'll hear from there. So good morning. So listen, everybody, um, I wanted to take the time to discuss recruiting duty and my current mind state, my current mental state, my current observation of, of being back now six months. And for those of you who don't know by now, I am on my second tour been out here on Recade for six months. This is my first month officially on EAD, on the bag. Um, and I'll be real, man. I, I didn't want to, when I was doing the podcast for the past hundred episodes and getting out here, I, I didn't want to admit while I was doing the podcast that the, that the world had changed, that recruiting duty had changed because I, I didn't see it firsthand and I couldn't and not seeing it firsthand, I couldn't believe that it changed that drastically in the two years that I was gone. Um, and I'm here to say, unequivocally, it it's a whirlwind of change, man. And, and if you're not out here on a second tour, and if you're not currently recruiting in this climate, then you, you need to shut your mouth. Like, and that's the reality of it. Like, if you're somebody who's been on the bag in the past and you're not on the bag right now, then your comments, your concerns, they don't matter. And and if you think that you were good, come back and, and let's see how good you were, right? And and I say all of that because, you know, one thing in my life that I that I've always had a problem with is humility. It's it's something that I've always had a problem with. And and it's crazy because before the before I before I became Marine, I didn't have that problem. I didn't have that problem because there was nothing for me to be humble about, right? And I'll be a completely open and honest. Before I became a recruiter, I was never good at something. I was never good at doing anything. So when I became a recruiter and it became and it and it came to me and I, and I became good at it. It was the first time in my life that I was that there was something that I was good at and that I was achieving and that I was becoming a superior achiever and I was getting good at it. So quickly I began I began to become prideful of it. I began to allow the awards to get to my head. And I'll be completely open and honest with you guys. When I came out here, I was like, dude, I'm gonna kill it, I'm gonna crush it. I'm going to get a first, I'm going to get a, uh, you know, a, a cold call TC contract with my first month back. And I did. And then the following month I did again. But you know, what's one thing I haven't done. I haven't been running twos consecutively. And, and for somebody who 
was a phenomenal recruiter and a, a damn good staff in COIC. Some may differ, but for somebody who did so well their first tour, coming out here. So coming from somebody who's been a successful recruiter and station commander in the past, writing ones consecutively and only having written two twos so far, it's it's killing me. And, you know, I'll be honest, in my mind, I, I, I've been trying to self-assess what am I doing differently? What am, am I not working hard enough? Am I not putting enough man hours in? You know, where am, am I not holding myself accountable enough? And, you know, am I going too hard to the left, hard too hard to the right? Am I too, you know, too open, too honest, too real? And, and I don't know, right? And, and then finally, the beginning of November comes and I walk into the month to, to be meant to get approved, same day contract but guess what those two kids were kids that I've been working one for six months since I got out here and the other for two months so I say all of that to say in today's Marine Corps recruiting duty you need to put in more work than ever before and this is coming from somebody who has been successful in the same state, in the same RS, just a different RSS, but the only thing that I can say that has changed is the volume that is needed in order to be successful. Back in the day, you know, you could, bro, I, I never dealt with seniors, right? I'll be I'll be completely open and honest. I, one of the biggest problems I have, and I've been reaching out to people ask about it, you know, hey, how do I build a, a successful pool program? Why do I say that? Because guess what, man? When I was a recruiter and even a station commander, dude, I got grads to direct ship. I, I really never had police that were in the office for more than 30 days. I, I got grads, kissed and shipped them, you know, and, and because back then it was normal for a kid to come in, you meet them, you contract them, and they're gone within a week. You know, now... You know, I don't know every everywhere else across Mickrick, but in New Jersey alone, I believe it's like 45 to 60 days is the average C to C chain. So like, and this is something that I think people aren't, I, I don't, I listen, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like people aren't, uh, aren't understanding of this, is that if a brand new recruiter off the streets with no knowledge and literally just basic BRCs coming out here, I'm not saying be easy on them, I'm not saying anything like that, but we need to be open and honest with them, and we also need to let them understand that it's gonna take time. Because a recruiter, you know, coming out here, going through PAR training and getting out here, they might not see their the fruit of their labor for 45 to 60 days and especially coming out here with having no prior experience. You know, like someone like myself, I was able to come out here with prior experience, so even then, I struggled, right? So I want everybody to think about that and be open and honest about that, and if you're a brand new recruiter who's out here right now on your, on your first tour, I feel for you, man, I do, I really do, um, because 
you know, you're, there's just so many more outside things that we're looking at now as opposed to in the past. So I ask you, as you know, someone who's on my second tour, but I, I'll be honest, sometimes I feel like I'm brand new, sometimes I feel like it's my first tour. I'll be honest with you, as somebody, you know, I'm asking you, hey, if you're a first tour recruiter and this is your first time out here, get help. You know, go reach out to somebody. Hey, I'm struggling here. I'm struggling here. You know, ask your, your station commander, of course, first. Ask your A gunner. You know, ask that senior recruiter in your office. But if there's something that you know you're struggling with, get the help now. Because it does. it's not going to get better with time. And one thing we don't have out here is time. And that's also why one of the things that you have to do as a recruiter and as an A gunner and as a station commander is you have to make sure that the C2C chain is as, ch as tight as possible. Because if you're not getting PCs as soon as possible, if you're not getting docs as soon as possible, if you know that a kid's probably gonna get hit on Genesis for something, then you should pull those docs as soon as possible in case you need them. You, you need to be able to find every single avenue to make the C2C chain as shorter as possible. Because there, you know, there, there's going to be times where we need in-month contracts, where we need in-month shippers, where we need direct shippers. And if you don't know how to clean up the C2C chain and tighten it up, then it's gonna, it's, you're gonna bleed, and you're gonna bleed bad. And you need to be able to fix that. But one of the biggest things that I would say is just be real with yourself and seek self-improvement. Be, be, hold yourself accountable. And you also got to be, and this is something that I'm dealing with, man, is you also just got to be able to let shit go. Like, if you had a bad day yesterday, or you had a bad day this morning, hey, it's the afternoon, man, let's fix it, let's fix it, let's figure it out. Um, but one of the things you really got to pay attention to being out here is just, hey, how can I make the most of my day? How can I get the most contacts? You know, what is going to be the best bang for my buck, right? And and utilize every asset. Utilize every asset. Utilize the schools. Utilize the educators. Utilize these families, you know. Utilize these mothers of America, right? Get them on our side. You know, we got to understand, hey, how can, I, how can I help? How can I be better? What are things that I can do? You know, one of the biggest things myself, you know, I, I have, I'm, and I never really did it before, I'll be honest, but right now I'm just trying to get deep in, get my roots in with these educators. Um, I've got a couple of good ones. We're doing a nice pool function uh, in November for the Marine Corps birthday. We're doing it at the local VFW. So the VFW is going to host it, and then we're going to try to have some educators there, and uh, and we're going to have a, a, a guest speaker. So, like, we're trying to give these poolies applicants and families a good sight picture of hey this is what the marine corps ball looks like and this is what the celebration of it looks like so you know i'm just trying to be better all together uh, but i'll be i'll be real one of the biggest things too differently than this time around is that i can you know i'm glad dude, it's been a year since i've had a cigarette uh, coming up this month it'll be a year it's been over a year now that I've had a drink, and it's been like two years and some change since I've watched pornography, and it's um, and I'm in the gym constantly, 
right? I'm trying to hit the gym at least minimum of three days a week, but now I'm trying to get up 5 a.m., hit the gym, diet, and, and I say all this because it's it's hard. It, it really is, man. And, and, and if you... There, listen, everybody's built different. Everybody's built different. And don't knock the guy who is working so hard and they're not going to the gym. That's when you as an A-gunner or a recruiter or a station commander need to just hit him up and be like, hey, dude, listen, man, you know what? You know, get in the gym, do this, do that. Put your stress somewhere else. And And I say that because, you know, when I was out here the first time, I was a full, full-fledged, functioning alcoholic. Um, I drank every single day, and I'll tell you, I always found the time to drink. But I ne- but I would tell myself, I don't have the time to go to the gym. I would, I would make the time to go to the bar after work, but I wouldn't make the time to go to the gym. And you know, I can tell you, and I heard this on a podcast the other day, and I couldn't. In the past year of me not drinking, I haven't regretted waking up without a hangover. In the past year of me not drinking, I haven't regretted making a shitty decision. And that's why I'm going to continue to not drink. Because it's hard to go to work with a positive mental attitude when you were up all night drinking. And when you go to the gym, and you get to the office at 08 and you've already hit the gym, you got a freaking fresh shower, you got a fresh shave, you you've got breakfast cooked, you've got the kids ready for school, you've got the kids like bro, like by the time it's eight o'clock, man, like today alone, I got up at five, I went to the gym, I did back. Left the gym, I got home, I had two things of yogurt, I had some eggs, I had some bison, then I got the kids ready for school, then I got in the shower. Then I freaking got in the car. So now before 8 o'clock, I've already gotten a bunch of stuff to do. You know, I didn't do my devotional. That's something that I really want to get in there. Uh, I didn't get some prayer time in, but I'm going to get that in. Now I'm doing a podcast. It's like, dude, if you if you maneuver your plan the right way and you make the time, things can be so much different. And then you put the stress into other things. And that's what, and that's what you got to do. Because if you don't have an outlet, it's gonna hurt, man. And I and I also gotta be real too. Like the second time coming out here, um, thankfully, because of my command, because of my station commander, dude, I, I I've had a good, I've had a good stability with my family. You know, this second time out here, you know, first time out here, dude, I was working 7:30, 8 a.m. in the morning until. 11 or 12 o'clock at night on the regular like that was a normal day seven days a week right earliest day would be a Sunday maybe leaving at three o'clock but you know that was my first that was my last four years on the duty here right now in the past six months I've had every Sunday off Um, other few had to work and then you know depending on you know who was in charge of the office at the time I've gotten out relatively early on Saturdays right and you know and you have the grown man rules, man. Like, you know, hey, do what you got to do and, you know, get out when you got to get out. If you got to do family things, do family things, right? And that's the biggest thing, man, is that, like, 
put God first, put your family first, and all the other things are going to fall in line. And that's the biggest thing that I'm trying to do differently on this time, on this tour around. And, you know, and I'm also just trying to be collectively a whole better person, right? And I say that because, listen, bro, if you know me and you've met me, and I'm probably sure you can probably even tell by the podcast, I'm a very peculiar person, a very particular person, um, you know, I'm an acquired taste, most people who meet me right off rip don't like me, um, it takes them quite a while to finally come around to me, sometimes it's too late, but, you know, one thing I can tell you is that all I want in life is for people to be successful, right, and that's why I came back on reason why I came back on a senator recruiting duty is because all I wanted to do was help people out, give people the training that they need to receive, give them the mental health that they need to receive, teach them, mentor them, guide them, and just do anything that I can do. And the only reason why I created the podcast is that exact same thing. A lot of people ask me that all the time. A lot of people ask me that all the time. Like, hey, man, somebody, I had this guy came to my house on Sunday, and he was like, hey, dude, I got to ask him. And he's like, why are you back? He's like, why did you decide to come back? And a lot of times I also get, hey, why did you choose to come back to New Jersey? Like, bro, like, you can go anywhere else. Why did you choose to come back to New Jersey? And I'll be honest, man, that the reason why is, one, I'll be real. Number one, I had multiple offers from multiple different RSs saying, hey, we'll gladly take you. We'll give you a station commander seat. You know, we're, we're, we're down, right? Number one, first and foremost, I, my wife has a, has a career. Uh, and I can't just up and move my wife and family, right? That's number one. And number two, EAD is not guaranteed. So it would be a horrible situation if I got up, left the state of New Jersey, and then I got out somewhere, and then the funds weren't approved. And it, who knows, man? So that was number one. Number two, I love the grind of being in New Jersey. I don't know anywhere else, right? And I, and I, and I got to tell you, I've been in four or five different RSs across New Jersey, and I know that New Jersey has the, the capacity and the ability to be a powerhouse across Mickrick. And, and that's why I want to be here. That's why I want to be here. It's because it's a dream of mine to one day be sitting at the table. It's a dream of mine to one day be an ARI, one day be an RI, one day be a Mickrick training team, training chief. Like, dude, these are all things that, like, I want for myself. And, and I want it because, for me, I love watching Marines come out on a duty that believe that they'll never make it out alive. And then watching them make it out alive. I, I, I love being able to mentor, guide, and train, and show Marines, hey, let's try this, let's try that. I'm, I, and myself, right? I love being, I love the, the thrill of the hunt. I love the going out there, finding somebody, going out there, talking to somebody who says they no, 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 and then that no changes to a yes, and then that no changes to a Marine coming home, graduated from boot camp, and that no from a mother changes to a loving mother, 
sharing a Facebook status about her newly, you know, her newly promoted Marine years late, right? And then I love getting those phone calls from Sergeant Polanco and Sergeant Reyes and all these different sergeants talking about how they're on recruiting duty now and they're they're coming out on recruiting duty and, and they're doing this. And I love getting those phone calls or those messages from RSCOs and, and command members from all across McRick saying, hey, Benny, thanks for doing your podcast. You know, and, and, and your podcast helped me do this. And, and listen, guys, like that's all it's about. At the end of the day, I don't make money off of this. Yeah, I do some t-shirts. Yeah, I do some hoodies. Like, maybe I made $1,000 in the past year. Like, it isn't. Like, that's not why I do it. Um, I'm doing it because of Sergeant Major Cairo, right? Sergeant Major Cairo, 20 years, 27 year Sergeant Major, about the retired, met him and he looked at me and he was like, dude, I wish I had a podcast to listen to when I was on the streets. And he was like, keep doing it. Because if it's helping one person, it's helping more people, right? And that's all it's about, man. But I'm going to end this because I'm about to head into the office. Listen, if there's anything that I can do to help you out, if there's anything that, if there's any topics that you want to have, if there's any discussions that you want to have, if there's any command members you want me to bring on, please tell me. Um, I'm trying to learn about every, anything that I can do to make this duty easier for you, for me, for everybody in between, um, please let me know, because it is, man, it's, it's, you know, it's a tough thing, and the hours that go into one person actually becoming a Marine, like, dude, the amount of hours, you know, it, it's a lot, and it's a lot of time away from our families, it's a lot of time away from our mental state, there's just so much, so if there's anything that I can do to help out, please let me know, biggest thing I can ask from you guys is, follow the podcast share the podcast because dude honestly I don't know how many recruiters there are in Mipric everybody needs to be listening to this podcast because one episode can change your life um, and it can help you out and again I'm not in any 412 I'm not the end all be all this is just me trying to help out a little bit if I can so thank you guys so much and have a great day